All right, and we're back with another episode of Visionary Living, the podcast. Um, and I am here with a, a very uh, older friend of mine, uh, David Safir. Is that is that correct? How I said yeah. that? Go ahead, give give a little uh, introduction of yourself for our guests. Well, um, uh, I'm uh, seventy five years young. I've been uh, involved in positive training for the past forty years. And uh, right now I'm working in sales and uh, just and, uh, assisting at uh, or uh, senioring at, uh, at Gratitude, having a great time uh, meeting all the people and changing people's lives. Awesome. So uh, we have a very interesting topic today. It's courage through positive thinking with David Safir. So just uh, go ahead and, and hang tight with us. back with another episode of Visionary Living. So um, uh, my name is Rick or Rico, Rico from Puerto Rico. Uh, and uh, I am dedicating this podcast, this podcast, Visionary Living. Um, and Visionary Living, I, I have people talk about a time in their life where they had a vision for what they wanted to create. And um, they lived out of that vision. And they used it to overcome any circumstances or any challenges that, that may have they have faced. So, um, why don't you get us started? Um, when we say courage through positive thinking, oh, like what inspires you to uh, pick this topic? Like, what is it for you that that where did you come from? Give us a little bit about why and who, and who you are. Yeah. Well, um, for me, it all started um, when I was uh, ten years old. My mother died, and uh, when I was sixteen. Well, actually, it started when I was born. I was born with spina bifida, which is uh, a uh, part of my spine was missing at birth. And uh, so it left me with uh, a slight limp. And uh, I always had, uh, I was always like uh, slow. I was the last one. And uh, in in getting around, it uh, just made me slower than everybody else. And uh, then, uh, so I got, uh, I wasn't, I, growing up, I always made fun of by other kids, and I always was uh, put down and that felt very, uh, very disconnected with everybody. Always felt uh, inferior. Hmm. And then um, at ten years old, my mother died, and that um, that was a, a blow to me. And then uh, my father died when I was sixteen. So uh, when my father died. 
that really like destroyed me. Uh, at that point, I had uh, felt that I didn't want to live. And actually, for most of my life, I just had, uh, I was just existing. I never really uh, wanted to accomplish much. I just wanted to be able to survive from day to day as happy as possible. Hmm. And um, so I went through uh, a period from uh, age 16. Uh, when, when my father died, I was actually all alone. I had a sister that was older, but um, she had her own family going and she didn't have the time to worry about me. So I was more or less on my own from 16 on. Mm. And uh, so at that time, it was the 60s. I was into a lot of recreational drugs, having a good time, mm. having fun. And I really didn't, uh, I really didn't care about career. I wasn't focused on anything, but just uh, getting high and having fun. Well, that was kind of like the general, what, uh, flow about, or the, yeah. the general drift back then, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was what, um, you know, how, how high, what am I going to, how high am I going to get today? And, um, and what, you know, to enjoy myself. I didn't get high, like, you know, stupid high, like. Uh, I mean, it was the 60s, right? It was, it that was makes the sense. 60s. So, um, uh, I lived that way for the next like 14, 15 year, years. And when I was 30 years old, my friend um, uh, had, a, he had a business opportunity and he asked me if I wanted to go partners with him hmm. on, in the business. So I was looking to, I was uh, working for a luggage company. I was office manager for 12 years and I was looking to get out of there. And when he came along with the offer, I was ready to go. So in the, uh, we bought a franchise and in the training, uh, they sent us away for uh, training and it was a, a positive mental brainwashing. Mm. Uh, this was in New York. They sent us away for a week to uh, a hotel, motel in upstate Harrison, New York. And we stayed there for a week. We had classes from nine o'clock in the morning to sometimes midnight. Uh-huh. And it was uh, a brainwashing of positive thinking. If you use the words if, can't, or impossible, <laughs> you got to find a dollar. You got to find a dollar. That's an interesting one. So, so it's kind of like uh, highlighting your the, the language that we use that maybe creates more challenges or more problems yeah. or stagnation. Right? One guy at dinner, he got fined $6. <laughs> In and, one and, sentence. And, and every, ta- every, every time you catch him, you say, oh, and they had to pay the dollar. So it was really funny to see how unconsciously how, how you use this language so absolutely and, and you know in a lot of the work that i do is i speak into um sp- uh, leadership speaking the the perspective that we speak from and it's actually our language that creates our reality so when we actually use words that um stagnate uh, words that have our brains shut off and not become critical thinkers well then in that we're allowing ourselves uh, essentially to become complacent with what we've got yeah and 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 honestly in in my uh, opinion i think that if everyone stepped into their own uh, leadership you know this whole world could be uh, a a great place absolutely so um so why don't you go a little bit deeper so uh you got this you know uh got this new perspective right yeah so one of the books that i read In, in, in the course of this. So this training was really, um, uh, like I said, the classes were from nine o'clock in the morning to midnight. And you had a, at the end of the week on Sunday, when we left to go back downstate, 
you had to hand through two sets of notes, mm. the notes from the class, and uh, you had handwritten notes. Every night, you had to redo your notes. Mm. So I was up the, the most, most nights at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, rewriting the notes because I didn't want to have to catch up at the last minute. And I, would, I was going on like three, four hours sleep. Mm. But it was, so, it was such a, I've never felt this positive in my life. There was nothing, you know, no paper, no newspapers, no TV, no telephone, mm-hmm. n- nothing. And, and like I said, the language. So it was pure uh, positive input. So going back downstate, we would advise that. So it felt like my head was big. Mm. It, it was like, uh, it felt so like huge. Pete, there were uh, kids in the rooms. So there were 50 of us. Some kids were trying to walk through the walls. That's how positive they, 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 they were trying to walk through they, walls. You, you can hear them banging they against. They could walk the, through walls. It was really like that's a, awesome. One thing, one experience I had. You you know actually I'll I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I would. <laughs> I, when I was a child, um, I remember that I I was always that kid that would be like, oh, I wish I could have that. I, I wish I could have that. I wish I had those shoes. You know, and I remember, I don't remember who it was that told me this, but somebody, I was really young and they said, what if one day you wish for something and that time you actually get what you wish for? Are you wishing for the thing that you actually want? And I remember it was so impactful for me as a child that I actually, um, <laughs> to this day, anytime that I let, I wish slip out, I like pause, and, you know, and just so I don't look crazy, I kind of mumble it under my breath, but if I were to wish for anything, I'd wish for superpowers. <laughs> uh, man, I would I would love to be uh, a, a contribution in that way, like with the superhero, whatever, you know. <laughs> I've always wanted to be. I don't know. I like fiction like that. But So uh, go ahead. Yeah, so, getting, so go, coming back downstate, uh, what the instructor said, he told us that the feeling that you have that's aura. Mm-hmm. When you get downstate, it's not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. This is, and so as we're going downstate, you could actually feel from that ecstasy and that uh, uh, positiveness. You could start feeling it coming so, down and, and closing. And it's from the language. You hear all the horns blowing, uh, people, the language, and all that. You start It starts to wear on, on how positive you were. So that when we cut back to downstate uh, to where we were going, uh, you still were high, but not like you were uh, when we started the trip. So let, me, so let me ask you a question. How has this impacted your life? Like, how have you used these tools? Why is it beneficial? So what happened was, uh, one of the things was, one of, well, one thing I, I wanted, one experience I had in this thing, we had to memorize a script uh, that was page long, and we had three hours. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, I couldn't memorize two lines for, for, for nothing. So I, we went back to our rooms, and I learned I, I learned this script, this page script. In three hours, I had to get up in front of 50 people mm-hmm. and do it. And I was just blown away. I, was, I, I couldn't believe it when it was done. I just couldn't believe like I, that I did that. Mm. And it was just... So that was like the beginning to know. So like overcoming your fears. Yeah. Well, what I got was like, I really saw like I was where I was because of negative thinking. Right. And what I got was that there's no benefit in thinking at all negative, that the the positive way is the only way. 
So one of the books that we that uh, was suggested reading was The Power of Positive Thinking. So I think that, you know, uh, what I can speak into this on leadership, which is very interesting, is um, the way that we interpret our reality. So the way that we look at and see our reality, right? And so positive thinking, you know, to have a practice of like a gratitude journal or, or a gratitude practice, I think what it boils down to is retraining our reticular activating system. You know, the part of the brain that that filters out your reality. And so, it, you know, we can only absorb so much information at any one time, you know, and so we have to have a filter. And so what are we training our filter to see and be aware of? Are we looking for the best in people? Or are we looking for the worst? Because I, I can guarantee you that both exist if you choose to look at it like that. So uh, what is it then for you, right? And, and uh, how does that look? What is it that you're training your reticular activating system to be aware of? And, um, and in that is the positive thinking. So yeah. to change our language so that we can start to have power. Like, you know, it's very interesting when, when, you, when you have a certain language, like leadership language with people. And, and some people might even say like, oh, it's like you're a wordsmith. <laughs> I've gotten that before. And yes, there's power in being a wordsmith because to decipher and distinguish between the vocabulary that we use to create or compare because if we're in a state of comparison, then we'll always be in, in a state of wanting, in a state of lack and scarcity. But if we're in a state of creation, if our words create our reality with the, with the way that we use it and, and the words we choose meticulously, right? Would you, would you kind of agree to this absolutely. or what's your input? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I got you know, from, from the training was that uh, the positive thinking and, and I read uh, from that, I read the power of positive thinking, and I wasn't—I was born Jewish, but I never practiced the religion. Mm. In fact, after my experiences with my mother and father, I, to me, there was no God, mm. and, and I—I I had no integrity. I lied. I didn't care. And mm. uh, so, when I read the power of positive thinking, uh, the first chapter in there, the, he, he quotes a phrase from the Bible: "I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me." Mm. And being Jewish, I had trouble with that phrase with the language with, right with the so i would use i can use all things through universal law mm -hmm. was, i can use whatever and then after like that's cool you made it your own well after a couple of a couple of times but it, there was so much reference to it that says ah i'll give in to christ for this for this time i'll give in to christ <laughs> okay so i gave in to christ and and uh, amazing thing happened so i got this um if you repeat i can do all things through christ when I repeat, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me, I get negativity gets wiped out. No mm. matter what the negativity is, it's just it wipes, it wipes it out and I get, mm. I get positive during any situation. So, um, and that's what, so I had a situation where I had to speak to the, uh, the executive director of operations of the sales company that I was working with. Mm. And I was, he's the one that did the training. And I was so intimidated by him. He was six five, uh, big and warm. And every <laughs> every time, I, you know, he would say David, and I would like, I would like be shaken. And I felt like he could look through me. And I was really in, intimidated by him. So I had a meeting with him about this, a subject. And uh, so going to the meeting, I was so nervous with this meeting. So I says, I'm going to try that. I can do all things mm -hmm. through Christ who strengthened me. So I said it before I went in the 
on the way there and before I went in to his office, I'm going to do all things to strengthen him. While I'm talking to him, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm still saying it. So I'm talking with him and I feel like I'm shaking. Mm. I feel like I'm shaking. I feel like my voice is cracking. Mm. As I'm, but it's not. I'm coming over perfect. I'm coming over cool. And it was about a 15-minute conversation. When the conversation ended and I walked out of that room, <laughs> I couldn't believe what just happened. It went great. He, you know, he thanked me for coming and he didn't know how nervous I was. Mm. And so when I got out of the office and I was in the hallway, I was sh- then I was shaking mm. because I, I, I can't believe that I can't believe just what happened. So from that experience, that converted me mm. to Christianity. I, I'm spiritual now, mm-hmm. but that uh, that, it, that gave me a belief in God, and that was the actually a turning point. It sounds like you've uh, you've overcome a lot in your life, my friend. You know, and uh, I just want to acknowledge you for having overcome all the challenges that you have. Okay. You know, and and if you were to say anything to the people that have been in your position, what would you what would you say to them? Well, I would say Please. I would say never give up. That um, whatever you want is out there for you to get. Um, it, it's just con- it's constant. Anthony Robbins, C A N I, constant and never ending improvement, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's it, I every day have a morning ritual to get myself psyched, to get myself positive, and it's e- it's easy now because I've been doing it for over thirty years, mm. but. Um, I wouldn't start the day without doing my morning ritual. And it takes me from being negative into a positive state of mind. And that's it. From that point on, uh, I, I'm positive. Uh, and, and I just look at it that uh, I look at any adversity as an opportunity rather than uh, it's bad. Right. I look, I look for the good. In any situation that happens, I look for the good. In, in this situation. It happened for a reason. It happened for a good reason. Hmm. What's the good reason? Sometimes it comes right away. Yeah, sometimes Some, you can so, see the good reason so, right away. Sometimes it'll come like I'll wake up one day and go, oh, that's why it happened. Yeah, that's it makes sense. It, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I look at uh, adversity in that light. I have no adversity. Mm-hmm. It, it's all, I look at it, it's all good. Mm. You know, it's, it's just the way just the way you look at it. That's awesome. Yeah. Changing, shifting your perspective on everything. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, why don't we, uh, why don't we shift topics, you know, and I want to bring us to visionary living. Okay. Um, so visionary living, I want to bring us to a moment in time when you used a vision of something that you wanted to achieve or overcome. Right. And you wanted to create this result in your life. And so you used your vision of your end result to overcome life's challenges and adversities, like you said. Um, so can, do you have a story like that that you could share with our listeners? I do. I have in fact, two stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first story is, um, you know, being that I was born with spina bifida and I walked with a limp. So I was always left out of most sports mm-hmm. and I love hockey. So I, uh, I moved, we moved to a new neighborhood and where we moved we had a terrace apartment mm. and the terrace was uh, 100 to 150 feet long it was tremendous so i wanted to learn how to roller skate mm-hmm. to play, i wanted to play roller hockey 
and my father bought me a pair of uh, roller skates for my birthday. Uh-huh. And it was uh, a regular pair. He didn't buy me trainers or nothing. He bought me a regular pair of roller skates. And every day I would practice mm. until I was able to skate so I could go out in the street and play. Mm. So every day I go from, it was like a part, it would be like 20 feet, 20 feet. It was to the end of the 100 or 100 feet, however it was. So I go like 100 feet to, I go 10 feet and without falling. Right. Next day, 20 days without falling. Next day, 30 feet without falling until I would reach the wall. Mm. Well, one day I couldn't get to the next plateau mm. no matter what i did i'd fall mm. i'll never forget that day and i was so i tried and i tried and i tried and and i kept up falling and so i was so i i went in my house and i was crying and i was so like uh uh you know upset about it but uh i never had the thought of not going back the next day mm. i just i just says all right i'll go back tomorrow so I went back to the now. I think the next day I did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I wound up. <laughs> I wound up doing the whole thing. I wound up being able to roller skate. I played roller hockey. I was a, a goalie. That's awesome. And I was I was an also I was good too as as a goalie. That's awesome. So that was uh, my father. When I learned how to roller skate, he was so excited about the fact that I was able to do that. When I went to my to the doctor mm-hmm. for an appointment, mm-hmm. he had me bring my roller skate, my roller skates to roller skate in front of the doctor to show him that I could do that. That's awesome. So I went, it was it was like an, an amazing thing, and uh, so I'm really proud of that. So you knew up front that you wanted to achieve that. You had that vision for what you and wanted to achieve. That's the first the first time that I really that I got uh, that you you know late, later on like I. I it, it fits in right when you want when you're up to something that you want and you keep trying you, you're gonna get it it's just so so what, what i hear you saying really is it's about persistence it's yeah. about kind of like being willing to fall but as long as you're getting back up as long as we're brushing ourselves off and moving towards a direction and a goal is that what i hear you saying yeah and um and and the other um uh, the other thing that i had was learning how to bowl Oh, bowling. <laughs> I so, used to bowl a little bit when I was younger. So I was in a group, a youth group. Every family. <laughs> so they took up, so that's the same group I played hockey with. So they took up bowling. And uh, so I went bowling. The first time I bowled, I think I bowled a 36. Okay. My high game was uh, a 54. I, I'll never forget one one session. I couldn't keep the alley on, the ball on the alley. Mm. I kept on throwing gutter balls. And, <laughs> and that was the day I bowled. 36 and 54 mm-hmm. so 54 was my high game for a while and then uh <clears throat> then i just kept on practicing practicing i started hanging out uh in the bowling alley mm-hmm. i became what they call a bowling alley rat i lived there mm-hmm. i lived there for eight to ten years and i finally got <laughs> someone taught me how to bowl i i averaged over 178 in the league nice i won a bowling tournament that was 500 dollars awesome. And uh, so I was really that was that was also an accomplishment that um, uh, it was something I wanted and uh, achieved. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So well, congratulations! It sounds you. like you you've definitely uh, overachieved. You you got to live some dreams and some visions. So uh, so for people who are out there who have a vision or have a dream that they've let go, you know, well, I guess what's a takeaway that you can give for them? The takeaway is that. 
do all you can, do everything at your disposal to make it happen. You mm. you can make it happen. It's just finding finding um, the just being persistent. When you're persistent, you cause you cause it to happen. Mm. You, certain things come into play that you don't even think about. You don't. It, it's just it's just being focused on getting it done. When mm. you're focused on getting it done, and and that. And I found that with anything I do, mm. that it, it's it's the intention and being focused that gets gets you the the, the result. The result that you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, you don't allow that negativity to come in. When it, when it comes in, put it aside. Mm. It's 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 made up. It's not even it's not even real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for that takeaway. <laughs> awesome, um, cool. So, what other life experiences are you passionate about? What do you think that the world should know? Well, I'm passionate about love. I'm passionate about making the world great for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think everybody, uh, uh, we're all connected. We're all, we're all one. And what you, the way you treat your fellow man is the, is the way that you're going to be treated. So there's, there's, the connection is, is, is really to, I look at it this way, is to treat everybody the way you want to be treated and to love her and, and to love everyone, mm-hmm. open your heart, and if you open your heart, that that opens up everything, and to keep it open. That's awesome, you know. And that, what that brings me to is heart math. Have you ever heard of heart math? Heart math. Yeah, heart math. M A T H. M A T H. Like no. one plus one is two. So heart math actually uh, is actually a theory. If you look into it, um, it talks about the electromagnetic fields of our heart. Right, and it says that the electromagnetic field of the Earth impacts the electromagnetic field of all the animals because the Earth obviously is grander, uh, and it, it produces a huge magnetic field. And that magnetic field is actually what protects us from ultraviolet rays, and it also keeps in our atmosphere and all kinds of you know, uh, it impacts our universe on a micro scale and a macro scale. So um, you know. To have that and to have that understanding and that awareness, you know, where do you think that you could take that? You could, well, in anything you do, mm-hmm. um, uh, take that to your career, to uh, the, with with people. Well, what what HeartMath says? HeartMath says that if we all have an electromagnetic field that is impacted by the Earth's electromagnetic field, then together as a collective, we could impact the Earth's electromagnetic field. Right. And and right now what we're seeing in our society is almost like our intentions as a culture are pulled in different directions. And we're not actually all fully in one in one intention. We're not all in as a culture and as a community in one direction of intent for our community, for our culture, for our planet. Mm -hmm. And if we were to actually shift our intention and our awareness in one direction as a community and as a culture, if you look at like animals in the animal kingdom. Right, and you see uh, how they, they how they interact with each other as a community. A lot of times, birds will fly together, and using their electromagnetic fields, they can shape you know fly in shapes and, and, and everything like that. You know, there's something instinctual that animals have that we as a, as a community of human beings are denying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, what is that that we can you know what is we're love? Block, we're blocking it out instead of allowing it to come in. We, we defend ourselves. We, we look, uh, you know, uh, for excuses rather than opening up to everyone. It, it's really opening up to 
to, to, to your heart, to everyone, mm -hmm. to be open and receptive. We're all in it together. Yeah. We're all one. And one is all. One is all, huh? Yeah. All for one. I feel like we've lost that as a culture. You know, if you think about what is the purpose of, um, you know, our, our government, what is the purpose of the United Nations? You know, the purpose is so that we can interact as, as different communities with different belief systems and different laws and different um, regulations and still have a, a, a civil uh, and humane and, you know, a way to relate in, in peace. See, I, I think that's a spiritual uh, connection. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, if you don't, I think the spiritual connection will get you there. Politics won't. Politics right. is... You know, everybody's their own agenda. So, and that's what's stopping it. It's the politics of, mm -hmm. of government. If if they uh, if, if government was more attuned to caring about uh, everyone, right. like we're all in it, it would be different. But they're not. Everybody's got their agenda for what benefits them. Some aren't. Some right. some some people in government see it, mm -hmm. see the big picture, mm -hmm. like like we see. We just it, it has to be a movement. Well, what what do you think? What do you think we need to do? What do you think is missing in our culture that we can add to have that shift? Like, what do you see as possible? Um, education, like our gratitude training, is a good start. Mm -hmm. and, you know, training like gratitude, landmark, all the all those uh, you know help, and and it, it's getting the yeah. The, and and I definitely want to speak into you know, all the different places because some people may not be in the areas where they facilitate. So I've heard um, MITT, I've heard in California, Hardcore, yeah. I've heard of Spectrum, I've heard of Altru in New York, um, and, uh, you know, just to name a few, you know, but just, just knowing that there are leadership curriculums out there that are transformational, but leadership, really. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's, what, that's what's needed so that we can make that connection. Mm -hmm. uh, without, without that, uh, it's it's same old, same old. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? but I think that we're making I think we're making grounds. You know, the, the politics is getting a little more uh, attuned to the spiritual part of it, and mm -hmm. uh, opening up to we're all for one and one for all. Yeah, that's cool. You know, there's definitely something that that we get to put in as a, as a community in order to have that all shift. You know. Um, and I see, you know, I see self-development being almost like a fad or popularity coming up soon. You know, I, you know, at first it was health. Tell me I'm wrong. This holistic health kick. Everyone was on a diet. Everyone was on um, you know, some special yeah, exercise routine. And not to say that, like, not to do that. It's healthy. I get it. But it, it kind of like just spread like wildfire. And out of nowhere, everyone had this kind of like, epiphany and started to to produce these habits and results and now what i'm seeing is our culture is really kind of going into the self-development field you know you hear a lot about tony robbins gary v les brown a lot of these thought leaders that are in our community that speak into empowerment speak into leadership and inspire people to kind of start living out of a vision again you know yeah and this podcast is one of many tools that i hope you use in your journey along the way yeah you know I think the internet uh, has a can play a, a, does play a big part. Mm -hmm. There's so many videos and uh, videos and, and uh, talks that you can tune into. You can spend the whole day just listening to to, to uh, 
videos of uh, empowering people. Yeah, and you know, and that's one thing that I love to speak into as well is what do we feed our brains? You know, um, every day, uh, let's, let's put it this way, you know, if, if you went up to somebody who's never heard of stocks before and you try and have a, an, an intelligent conversation about stocks, well, you kind of have to teach them from the ground up how it works, what it is it, before you can get to the level of, of intellectual conversation that you're looking to have, right? But so it's like we only know and are aware of and we only produce in our life the things that we uh, feed our brain. So every day, what is it that you're listening to? What is it that you're watching? What is it? That, uh, who is it that you're hanging out with? What are the actions that we're taking? Right. And so it, anyone who's listening to this right now, I just like, like for you to be reflective on your own life for a moment. You know, if you can have this podcast land for you in an experience for yourself. I want you to land it for yourself. Where in life are you producing the habits and routines, having the actions that you're, that you're producing have the results that you have? And if you were to shift those actions, if you were to shift and just, re, just rem, remember that we, we're creatures of modeling. So we actually um, we pick up behaviors of that, that which we admire, that, that which we prefer. You see someone that you admire, they, they do something interesting. You don't need a 12-week course for you to learn how to mimic that behavior. Monkey see, monkey do, as the saying goes, right? So once we see something that we admire, we pick up the behavior trait. Once we've picked up that behavior trait, it's adopted into our programming. And now we're going out into the world, and that's the protocol. When this happens, that is the consequence. And for a lot of us, I think living in survival mode, having been raised in a state of survival, we've kind of blurred that black and white into a gray area of what is okay and what is not okay in terms of culture, living in a civilization. Because honestly, we're living in, in, in teams. Our culture is a team and we're supposed to be on the same team, yet I feel like we're all kind of on opposite sides. Is that kind of your yeah. experience? Yeah. or? yeah. We're not we're not uh, together. Mm -hmm. It's not all for one and one for all. Everybody's got their own mm -hmm. uh, agenda. And once in a while, like once in a while, like I have a, a group of people that I have a, a call with on Saturday. So we're all actually we're taking our call from individuals. Mm. We're, we're now shifting it to a community, we're looking at it as a community. How can we empower? A community mm. rather than each other right so that that's that's a part of it something new that we're looking at and uh, that i find exciting it's a different point of view mm. uh, to look at it as a, a community right and it is you know we're a bunch of communities and and uh, the, the quicker that we get that as a community we have power we have strength and let's just move that forward as a as a community right yeah so uh I see that as uh, something that everyone, you know, people should be working on yeah. to, to get that uh, going. Awesome. Well, um, we're actually coming uh, close to the close of our episode. So, um, you know, I want to take this time now to kind of speak into, you know, your stories. You know, first of all, thank you kindly for your vulnerability and for coming on and, and sharing you know, a little bit about who you are, your background, the struggles that you've overcome. And, you know, using your vision. I really, really ad uh, admire your story and I appreciate it. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share that. Mm -hmm. It's been uh, an honor and a privilege yeah. to, to be here with you. I really 
thrilled about the whole episode. So, uh, why don't, you know, uh, do you have anything going on that you want to share with our listeners in case they want to find you or, or yeah. kind of follow you? And Well, I can be reached uh, on my uh, uh, email. It's uh, D-A-S-A-F-E-742 at gmail.com. That's D-A-S-A-F-E at 742 at gmail.com. Or you can reach me by phone at 954-292-9348. It's mm-hmm. 954-292-9348. And I'd be glad to share anything with you. Mm. It's uh, my, my pleasure. Careful. There are many, many listeners on this podcast. Bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Bring them on. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, you know, just to um, speak into what's going on in, in this realm, um, I've got a uh, one-day workshop on intimacy and relationships called Successful Awareness, um, you know, produced in Florida and New York City now. We've exp- expanded and um, very soon we'll actually be executing uh, our next workshop in New York. Um, in addition to that, we've, uh, I've got an, a 10-week webinar-based online curriculum where we speak into leadership and we speak into also fear and love, the dichotomy of thought systems that we possess. And we practice listening to and we practice turning our heads over to uh, the voice of love only all the time. So uh, we're reading a, a really good book right now called Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. Um, and it speaks into how we are uh, imprisoned by our own culture and by our own uh, belief systems. So it's very interesting. Um, additionally, uh, I wanted to talk into Visionary Living, which is this podcast that you're listening to right here. Um, so Visionary Living is a podcast um, that is inspired by living out of a vision, living out of goals that you want to create in your life um, and uh, and having those inspirations kind of come alive. So uh, using that vision to overcome any of the challenges that life has for you in store. Um, additionally, I like to dedicate this podcast to Brenda Rivera. Uh, Brenda Rivera is my mom who passed away when I was 13. And this is my way of having her live on in my memory. Um, uh, so if you want to be a podcast guest, I would love to schedule something with you. Please send a message, uh, direct message me. Um, you can find all of my social media probably if you're watching this podcast right now. And, um, and, and yeah, I would invite everyone to uh, speak your truth, uh, speak into, um, find a way to, to exercise a little bit of, of getting vulnerable and sharing your story. you have anything to say as a goodbye? No, just thank you for uh, presence. Thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure. Yes, I thank you all. Have a good day.